Welcome back to another commodity update brought to you by the team from Mikado.com.au. These short summaries are there to provide you with an insight into what is happening in the agricultural markets with a focus on Australia. This week it'll be myself, Andrew Whitelaw. I'll be giving a bit of a rundown on fertilizer and a little bit of a look at the A-Bears report. My colleague Olivia Agar will be covering off on wool and beef. Let's start off this week by talking about fertilizer. In recent weeks on Mikado, we've been discussing fertilizer quite a bit, largely because we've seen some very big falls in overseas fertilizer prices. On urea, 64 Aussie dollar per tonne since September, and DAP, nearly $200, tons, $200 a tonne since the start of the year. There is a real lack of transparency within the fertilizer market within Australia. There's no open and publicly available pricing for fertilizer in the same way that we would see for grain, wool or livestock prices. That means when we're looking at pricing, it's largely anecdotal in nature. But regardless, we actually have received some reports from several of our readers who informed us that they have received some substantially below recent year level pricing. For example, a producer I spoke to paid over $700 a tonne for MAP this time last year, and they are receiving offers of under $550 for MAP in VIC in SA. Uh, that leaves a bit of a question. Uh, is this a case of uh, the market's going to come down lower, or is it worthwhile just locking that in because, well, it is you know close to $200 cheaper than this time last year? Uh, Interestingly enough, there was only one seller at the time who was selling at those levels, and it seems that uh, the other uh, fertilizer traders have actually followed suit and have reduced their prices. This is this is a good sign because, well, the overseas market has fallen over the past year, so it's good to see that some of those changes have been reflected. Uh, if you are looking to see, read some more about fertilizer, definitely have a look at the articles we produced early in November and also the podcast that we did with uh, CRU. Uh, you'll be able to find that if you look back down through the, the previous podcasts. And that gives you a real insight into you know, what drives the fertilizer markets. This week, A-Bears released their quarterly update. It gives a bit of an indication of the status of the crop. Uh, the biggest issue that it has is the fact that it's quarterly and we all know in Australia a lot can happen in three months. Uh, let's start with the headline numbers. Our most important crop wheat has declined a massive 3.2 million tonnes, that's 17% since the September update. In the same period of time we've seen barley fall 800,000 tonnes and canola 200,000 tonnes. On a year-on-year -year basis Basically, wheat is at 15.8 million tonnes versus 17.3 million tonnes last year. Uh, barley is uh, is actually up 8.2 million tonnes versus 8.3 million tonnes. And uh, yeah, canola is, is back down at 2.1 versus 2.2. It makes it quite interesting because we effectively, on wheat, if we just look at that as an example, you know, we're down from 17 to 15 million tonnes and prices are actually lower. Uh, but again, when you actually look at the numbers closely, you start to see that, well, last year we had 17 million tons, but you know, 
a big chunk of that was in Western Australia, which meant that uh, we didn't have enough to meet domestic demand on the East Coast where the bulk of the domestic demand is located. This year, the production has swayed back to the East Coast of Australia, uh, which you know means that we're more than likely going to have enough to, uh, to meet our domestic demand and transshipments are unlikely to go into Victoria, but you know more liable into sort of Brisbane and uh, northern New South Wales. There's no real surprises in that report. Uh, the market's really priced in those numbers. You know most of the traders aren't sitting there waiting for A bears to release their numbers. Uh, but yes, I think most of it has been priced in, and we haven't really seen any major reaction. Uh, due to the ABARES report in the actual uh, marketplace. I'm going to pass you off to Olivia, who will cover off on beef and wool. Thanks, Andrew. So starting out with wool, and the market slid lower for a third week in a row. Uh, there was another big offering of over 38,000 bales, so not a big surprise that prices were weaker from the outset this week. Um, the volumes on offer were actually up to the same levels of dis- December last year, which has been a pretty rare occurrence so far this season. Uh, There was a very strong protest to these price falls with 20% of wool passed in, as has been the the normal theme and trend we've seen this season, with more big offerings on the roster for the next couple of weeks as we lead into the Christmas recess. There's not real hope for any large upswings in price um, over the next few weeks. Uh, Given the dry conditions in New South Wales, a lot of the shearing would have been brought forward, which has held um, Australian Wool Testing Authority volumes up for November. So we dove a little bit deeper into those numbers for November this week on Mercado and found that there were big lifts in the 19 to 21 micron category volumes in November. And this really matches up with the theory of those early shearings. Um, But looking at the fine and broader volumes, they were well down on last year's levels. The premiums and discounts for fine and broad microns are closely tied to the changes in supply. Uh, And we saw that play out in November with the premium for fine wools increasing and also high broad merino prices in relation to those core 19 micron prices. And it looks like this is going to be a continuing trend in the coming months. Now, turning on to cattle markets, and there have been no real movements in strong um, export beef prices over the last couple of weeks, but cattle prices have been on the decline in sale yards. We've seen a pretty steady stream of cattle flowing in, and it seems that with um, processes pretty booked up until Christmas now, there's not really a lot of demand at the sale yards. So this week, cattle prices across the board really fell about 10 to 20 cents per kilo carcass weight. And for this week's analysis, um, Angus had a look at the November beef export figures, which paints a real picture as to why those export prices have held up so strongly over the last months. Total beef export volumes were lower in November than October, but for those that have been keeping on top of these market recaps, you'll know that slaughter was still strong um, right the way through that November period, so it's more likely that the cattle were a lot lighter, which is why the total export volumes are down. But when we look at the normal export volumes through November, uh, they've only been higher than we've seen this year uh, once, which was back in 2014. No real surprise where that demand was coming from. China was easily our biggest beef market, taking 33% of our product uh, for the month, and all that frozen beef is really being stripped away from the US. 
In November back in 2016, the US took 26% of our exports and the last month that was down to 13%. There isn't a glut of beef in the US, they're still absolutely chasing our exports, but it seems that China simply has more money for beef at the moment, so we'll see how long that can hang on for. That's about it for the beef and wool markets this week. Thanks very much for listening in and I'll send you back to Andrew now. Thank you for the update, Olivia. That's all for this week. Hope you've enjoyed the update. If you could do us a massive favour, like this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to it, share it with your friends and family, put it onto social media. The more, the merrier. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Catch you on the other side. Bye-bye.